We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, when all these smoking bans went into effect over the last several years, uh, the place where you could still smoke was the casino floor. That might change now. Bill up in front of the Kansas legislature that would amend the Clean Indoor Air Act to close the so-called smoking loophole inside casinos. According to the folks over at KCTV Channel 5, it's House Bill 2622. And the group behind this is a group called Casino Employees Against Smoking Effects, or CEASE. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and they're all high on this saying, you know, it, that recent studies have shown that in places where they've already taken, where they've already made this move to say, okay, we used to allow smoking in casinos only, but now we're going to stop doing that, that those casinos actually perform better in terms of money generated than they did before they banned smoking. So how would you feel about it? Um, we're not going to pick on smokers, but if you frequent the casinos or you just go, and whether you smoke or not, would you go more if there wasn't that overwhelming smoke and that around all the time? Would you go less if you're a smoker because that's the place that you can go? It's always interesting that this has always been the last place that you because there's so much money in it. Oh, they still just let you smoke there. It's also a generational thing. I mean, yeah. go into a casino on any given day, you're going to find a population that is way older than the average. Yeah. And because those folks, you know, existed in a time when half of the population of the United States smoked, then, well, do the math. Half of them do. So they, they knew that it would lose the money, that it would lose them the core of their business. But I think it's gotten to the point now where enough of them are already gone that the the 70 plus crowd today probably doesn't smoke at anywhere near the rate the 70 plus crowd did 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Yeah, and I like that um that studies are showing cuz cuz I can see casinos saying, "No, no, no, you take away our smoking, we make no money." You're costing us, right? Absolutely. And I like that states, I mean Las Vegas did the study, which of all places that's what you're going to trust, like you said, is that you no longer are hurt smoke-free policies there's also i mean this is anecdotal yes but um th this same argument happened and i was i was in illinois when illinois added bars because mm -hmm. that was the, they had for for a long time they had two exceptions to the clean indoor air act it was bars and casinos and i think it was probably 2003 or 2004 that they took bars off that list and said, mm -hmm. nope, can't smoke in bars anymore either. And My parents heard, owned a bar at the time. Yeah, there you go. And and there was the same kind of foot stamping and all of the other stuff. I'm never going to a bar again. And then they passed it. 
and all of a sudden couldn't smoke in bars anymore and nothing changed except people started going outside to smoke. Correct. Um, and it affected rural communities more when that happened. Like my parents' bar was in a rural area where more people smoked and there were fewer restaurants to go to if they couldn't go there. Yep. So on one hand, they benefited. It didn't matter because they weren't going to go anywhere else. They were small town. You're just going to deal with it. You're just going to go outside. On the other hand, it, it hurt more because you have it's a rural area and you have more people that smoke. They didn't they didn't want that as much. But the free market kind of took care of it. Right. Fewer people smoke now. Fewer people want it. More people going to casinos would rather they be smoke free. And they're not, they're not in Missouri, correct? You can still smoke in a casino in Missouri as of now? I believe so. So, I mean, th- that's the case I think you could make. If you were, for example, Hollywood Casino uh, at the Legends, then you could say, all right, you're going to cost us business because the smokers are all going to drive over right. to Argosy or wherever and right. th- because they know they can smoke there. I don't even know if that'll happen. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll happen some, but I don't think it's going to be enough to to make a real ripple in the business. But the folks who are not, again, not to, to the point earlier, not right near a border, it's not going to make any difference at all. They'll still go. Boy, I get the feeling this passes without a problem. Um, I'm not because so it's sure. Bipartisan support. Yeah. I mean, from all over the state, but particularly the big cities where there are casinos. I want to know how much money the casinos are going to dump into defeating it because mm-hmm. that, that, that I think is what's really going to make the difference. We already know that the casino workers want this to happen and want smoking to go out of the casinos. We're not so sure. I mean, the smokers are not going to want it. The, the non-smokers are going to say, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I'll go to the casino even more now. And I don't know if that'll happen either. What I think really is going to make the difference is are the casinos invested enough in killing this to pour a bunch of money into it. And given that this is the first I'm hearing about it, it doesn't sound like they are. It's such a weird thing to lobby against. I I get it from a business preservation standpoint, but you're saying, no, 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 we need people to be allowed to keep smoking here so that we don't lose money. It's such an odd, you are advocating for people ruining their health so that you don't lose money. And it's also not even, it's not restricted by area. Like there, there's right. not a, you don't walk into a casino and go to the smoking area. <laughs> you know, right. you go wherever you want to. So uh, yeah, it, it's not even like restaurants used to be at least somewhat segregated. They had the smoking area and the non-smoking area. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Simply because I haven't heard any vocal opposition from the casinos themselves. This may go. I also wonder if you if if there are numbers behind um, casinos would make more money off concerts. I mean, like Harris does concerts and stuff like yeah. that. You would make more money. More people would go because there's no cigarette smoke. I mean, I'm one of these people that I because my parents smoke forever. I've never picked up a cigarette. If I walk into a room and there is smoke on the I mean, I can smell it immediately. I, You know, that's funny to hear you say that, because as a former smoker, I smell smoke. I mean, if I walk by somebody and they've had a cigarette in the last hour, I can tell. Uh, it'll oh, hit yeah. me right away. Yeah. The casinos, though, I don't notice it as much in there. But then two things about that. Number one, I don't go to the casino that often. Mm-hmm. And number two, I usually go in at, at times when it's not real busy. Sure. You know, if I go 2.30 in the afternoon, there's not a lot of people in there. Yeah. I've only gone to the casinos here for shows. Or okay. when, like, yeah. when Ramsey opened his restaurant. Is the only time that I've that I've been there. Let's go to the phones. We'll see what Kevin and Bonner Springs has to add into this. Hey, Kevin. Howdy. I'll just tell them that uh, 
private clubs, for instance, there's a strip joint out in Lawrence. If you uh, <laughs> buy a membership, I think it's like $10 a year. Uh-huh. You can smoke in there still. Right, yeah, it's, it's just like uh, you know, golf and country clubs and places like that where they've got the guys in the smoking lounge with their cigars and all of that because it's a private club. Yeah, so it, you can still smoke a lot of places. I don't know if they're going to put that part of the uh, ban or not, but you can still smoke in buildings still. Gotcha. Okay, Kevin, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that would be no different than smoking in your buddy's house. Right. Yeah, and we have to remember, too, smoking was not banned statewide in the state of Missouri. I mean, there are there are suburbs here. Somebody tell me Sugar Creek, maybe there are some small suburbs here where you can still smoke indoors. Really? Like yes. Anywhere that they say you get like if, if I'm running a restaurant and I say you can smoke here, you can smoke there. I wish I could think. Is there is there one? In, is Raytown one of them? I feel like I went to an event one night in Raytown and it was like I was an hour early meeting somebody for the event. It's like, oh, there's an Irish pub. Let's yeah. go and just have a, a Jameson while we're waiting. And there were smokers inside. And we left because I couldn't. It just kills my throat right. so fast. Yeah, it, um, it will. It, it'll it'll come on you. And then, uh, yeah, I know there's still a lot of debate about all of the other long-term effects of secondhand smoke. But just to get into that piece of it, you would be driven away. They lost money oh, yeah. on you because you walked. Absolutely. I There are other places to go. Let's go to Chuck and Warrensburg up next. Hey, Chuck. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I worked Good. at... Uh... Station Casino, which is now Maristar, for two years, and my gosh, you go in smelling like a rose, you come out smelling like an ashtray. I just wonder if this bill is going to be with for the vapes also. Oh, good question. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't see it in there. Uh, it, it's specifically about smoking, but that's a great question to ask and see if that's going to be part of it. All right, see ya. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks does, for the call. Does that bother you, Jamie, the vaping? Um, I don't like it. It doesn't, it doesn't bother my body as much, but I don't like breathing it in. I don't like being around it. It's, it's not as bad as cigarette smoke, but I don't, I don't love it. It's an interesting question because a lot of uh, municipalities, after they pass their smoking bans, when vaping first became popular all of a sudden, we didn't know what to do with it. We didn't know whether to treat it like cigarettes. We just, there wasn't enough research on it. They, it hadn't been around long enough. And so a lot of cities said, we're just going to add it to the smoking ban until we know, because it's, it's too complicated to have different rules for each. Yeah. But this, my story doesn't tell me. Okay. Yeah. So. And that would be, I mean, I think that's an important distinction because there is a difference. I mean, I, the, the vaping thing outside of just, you that smells weird. It yeah. doesn't bother me the way that cigarette smoke does. And I've talked about this before. I mean, I, I can remember when you still could smoke in bars, going out to see a band at a bar mm-hmm. after I quit smoking and I'd come home and the next morning I'd have my clothes, you know, next to the bed and I would yeah. just smell it just rising off of them going. Whoa. Oh. And, and my thought was, did I smell that bad for 15 years? And the answer is probably, yeah, I would go, I would come back from going to Illinois to see my family and I would come back and, just immediately dump everything in my suitcase into my washer. <laughs> yep. Whether I warned it or not, <laughs> right. because the suitcase was in their house, uh-huh. I assumed the suitcase then smelled like it. Next time, you just immediately wash everything. Yeah. You can still smoke in Blue Springs. As big as Blue Springs is, they didn't pass a smoking ban at any point. Wow. I'm surprised at that. Okay. Uh, Raytown is what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was right about that And one. somebody confirmed, yes, casinos on the Missouri side are still smoking. So, uh, okay. yeah, I guess that's, that's the one sort of statewide exception to the whole thing. 
So we'll see uh, where this one ends up going in the state of Kansas. Uh, coming up, UPS, this has happened again, has lost the remains of someone, I guess we'll put it. We'll get to that and a lot more coming up here in KMBZ. All right, let's do a little lesson in what not to do. If you are driving down the interstate, in this case, it is Florida, and you see that there's something in your way that's coming up. Yeah. What do you do? This this started out as a lesson in what to do and then very quickly ended up as a lesson what not to do. From the folks up at News 4 Jacks out of Jacksonville, a 63-year-old bus driver was going down I-10. I-10 is the interstate that goes from Jacksonville all the way to San Diego, California, all across the southern United States. So she was on I-10 in Jacksonville, and there was a mattress in the road. So, I mean, you're driving a school bus. Normally, if you were just driving your car, you would try to get out of the way. But she said she didn't want to swerve because there's traffic on both sides. She didn't want to break hard. So she figured the best thing to do was just hold the wheel steady and drive right over top of it, which is correct. However, what happened after that was a lesson in what not to do. Because, and I, I want to get into a, a bit of minutia on this story. We'll do that in a minute. But she said that uh, the the mattress, unbeknownst to her, didn't. she didn't drive all the way over it. She drove over it, and then it got stuck up underneath the chassis of the bus. And it got hot because you're dragging it, so there's friction. The mattress caught on fire, caught the bus on fire, God. and then the thing burned just essentially to ashes by the side of the road. The good news about this, she was the only one on board. There were no kids on the bus, and she was able to get off with no injuries. So as soon as she figured out, hey, this thing's on fire, she just pulled over, got off the bus, fire crews arrived and put out the flames, uh, and then got the thing you know, out of the way of traffic. Closed down a little portion of I-10 for a bit. But, I mean, this it's easy to see how if that had been a bus full of kids – Mm -hmm. This could have been a massive tragedy. So I was asking myself what I would do if I were in my car. I've never come, up, come upon a mattress before. You have to, the problem is by the time you notice it, are there cars on either side of you yep. that if you swerve, are you going to hit a car on another side? And usually you don't have enough time to look. Oh my gosh, mattress. You don't have time to look and see. But I think most of us would swerve. I mean, just instinct says you just grab your wheel and and go and hope and hope that the person next to you sees you swerving and gets out of your way and gets it out of your not way, occur right. to me to run over it right and and so in this case she did and they, they she wasn't aware that she was dragging the mattress and that's the one thing that the authorities have said that she did wrong is that when you run over something especially something that big check Check all your mirrors. If you don't, even if you don't see it, get off at the first opportunity and just check under the bus to make sure nothing's stuck under there, like the entire mattress. It turns out was in this case, um, and yeah, I mean they they did. They praised her for doing the right thing by not swerving and maybe hitting another car. But the other thing about this is, and and I had to look this up. They said that the mattress got caught underneath the bus on the fuel cell. Okay. I didn't know we had hydrogen fuel cell buses. We do. There was a Good. federal grant for a lot of these. Now, it doesn't It doesn't say, and maybe they're wrong, maybe it was a fuel tank that it got stuck on, if, yeah. it, if it was a diesel bus or a gasoline-powered bus or whatever. But it said fuel cell in the article. And I wonder how many of these things we have running around right now. And if they're doing hydrogen fuel cells in buses, where are they getting the fuel? 
we are way above my pay grade <laughs> yeah. on that one. I, I, I mean, I guess that probably was part of the grant program as well, but I, I'd be fascinated to find out because it doesn't look like anything special. The right. bus itself just looks looks like any other school bus. But, uh, yeah, I did find out that there were there's a number of hydrogen fuel cell buses, school buses out on the road right now because of this federal grant. So I don't know that that had anything to do with the fire. It's just the mattress caught on fire. So what can you do? Can we also talk the not secure mattress <laughs> yeah. on whatever car it was attached to? Yes. And or, that being a problem? Yeah, back of a pickup truck, truck or whatever or it was. Whatever, sure. Because we've had this problem before. Remember the bad wreck? Um, was it the debris that that fell off? Or, or what was it that fell off? My stupid brain is not was, coming up with the details. There was one that was leaves. On 435. It was somebody that had a whole bunch of leaves and garbage in the back of their truck, and the person behind them couldn't see. It was the hit and run with a semi or something. Oh, okay. Remember that? Yeah, it was that's, really, really bad. You're right. There's a, that was a different story, and I can't remember what it was I that was either. causing the problem. But unsecured loads yes. have become a huge problem around here. Yeah, and so and it, it always makes me nervous. Like, we all, you know, we've been driving down the road before. We've all been in the situation. You're driving down the road. You're behind somebody that's got wood planks or something on the back, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get around this truck as fast as I can. Yep. Yeah, or because rocks. I don't want to be that guy. The, yeah, the, the rock jockeys that have the stones that come off of them, and you're thinking, okay, one of these is going to hit my windshield and crack it. So right. you either drop back, way back, or you yeah. hit the gas and try to get around them. Uh, if you have insight, feel free to give us a call. We can go to Jim in Topeka. Howdy, Jim. You know, it's really not a good idea to run over something like that because if it didn't catch fire, it could have wrapped around the drive shaft. And you talk about a noise and a clatter, and sometimes it will even stop the vehicle. Yes. So there was a lot of things that was done wrong when she drove over the top of it by not looking for what have you. And as for having it wrapped around the drive shaft, there's people that pay a lot of big money to get that scared when it happens when things happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. My friend. You got it. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I, a friend of mine had that happen. He bought a car. It was an old 67 Firebird. And was driving it home. He didn't wrap anything around the drive shaft. The transmission stopped itself because something broke loose. And not only did it take out the transmission, it took the engine out too. So oh, wow. yeah, he's right. I mean, if you if you go from full speed to dead stop like that, engines don't like that. <laughs> no, they're not fond. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, about, no one taught me that in driver's ed. <laughs> how about Jay and Gladstone next? Hey, Jay. Hey, good afternoon. Howdy. Uh, about the fuel cell, it does not need to be hydrogen to be a fuel cell. Uh, I drive a big truck, it's got natural gas, and those are fuel cells. That and could very well be, okay. They use in high, in, uh, like race cars, they're made to, like if they get punctured, they don't let all the fuel out. Um, and as far as driving over the mattress, I drive a big truck, that is what you're to do. Um, swerving is going to be more dangerous than any other thing you can possibly do. Uh, like, for example, animal strikes. You're not to swerve around an animal. You just hit the darn thing and then, you know, slow down as much as you can. If you hit it, you hit it. And if you do, just like the mattress thing, she should have pulled over immediately to see, you know, if it got into the brake line. Because, you know, like a, a piece of tire on the road can cut your brake lines easy. You know, if you run over something big, you check immediately. Right. That's what separates a professional from a steering wheel holder. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you made a great point just now with those pieces of tire, because uh, you'll see these from, mm -hmm. from retreads on the on the road all the time. They'll peel off of the, the retread will oh, yeah. peel off of the tire. And we forget, those are steel belts inside there. It's not just rubber. 
And they're 25 to 50 pounds. We call them gators because yep. they can cut right through things. Exactly. <laughs> well said. Thank you, Jay. Have Thanks, a good Jay, one. Yeah, I, I had forgotten. Yeah, they, 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 he's right. They do call the natural gas, LP gas, whatever. Uh, they call those fuel cells as well. They just didn't specify which one it was in the article. Yeah, just be careful. I, again, my inclination is to swerve. It would never, especially with an animal. My mom lives in an area that is very prone for deer, yeah. especially this time of year. I'm I'm not going to just, I'm going to do everything I can to not hit it. Are you kidding? Right. I'm I'm pulling off and hoping there's nobody near me. Yeah, I, so. uh, it, it, and it's hard. You're right. I mean, who wants to do that? Who wants to hit a dog or a deer? Or, and have I it mean, come through your windshield. And I mean, and, and yeah, get hurt that way because you, you choose to hit it. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but when you're in something that's that big, he's right. I mean, swerving, you've got you know, how many, how many hundreds of thousands of pounds underneath you that you're going to whack into somebody else's car. Bad idea. Definitely. All right. Thanks everybody for getting in. All right. We'll, uh, talk about the story. How did this happen with the UPS? Get to that coming up on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, so it's bad enough that a woman loses her 15-year-old son uh, to a fentanyl overdose. That's bad enough. Mm -hmm. She decides to have him cremated and ships, intends to at least, ship those ashes via UPS to her sister, who is making a custom urn and never got there right and the idea was that she would place the cremains in the customer urn and then ship it back to mom already sealed up and everything else so that she could keep him with her forever that didn't happen because as jamie said the the remains never got there um there's a lot to this story and there's one line at the end of this that may change your opinion about what went on here because she's done everything she could mom has up till now she got in touch with ups she went to the store they looked over their surveillance footage and it showed the cremains leaving their store so they knew the package had gone but they said they lost track of it after that that the last place it showed up on ups tracking was a distribution center in connecticut she's in georgia 
but she mm-hmm. said she's going to Connecticut to try to look through that warehouse and see if she can find them herself, um, which is interesting. I don't even know that they're going to let her do that. We haven't heard from UPS on that. But the one bit of information about this that I think is vital mm-hmm. is that UPS says we don't do that. We don't ship cremains ever at all that what they said she did was she came in and shipped them out of the store and claimed that it was clothing. Okay. So did she know that UPS doesn't allow you to ship cremains and that's why she wrote clothes on it because she wanted to ship them and UPS doesn't. And so Mm -hmm. she figured, well, then I'll just tell you it's something else. Or maybe there were clothes in the box with, I, I don't know why she would have labeled it clothes. Well, there's a third possibility, and, and you're right. One of those is could, could absolutely be true, but I think the third possibility is she, because she says she told him. She says yeah. she told him that, it, you know, what it was. So I think the third possibility is she goes in and says, I need to ship, this is my son's cremains. I need to ship them to my sister. She's making an urn, blah, blah, blah. And they tell her, hey, listen. Uh-huh. The rules say we don't ship cremains. So when you're filling out the paperwork, put something else on there. Yeah, because like you said, she said she told store employees that her son's ashes were in the package. Mm-hmm. And it, what it doesn't say is, and they let her do it anyway. Exactly. And the thing is, that's going to be really hard to prove because she's the one who filled out the paperwork. And if they've got paperwork in her handwriting... I know, I know. I can see I this. this. Is, I can see this is killing you right now. I hate this. But but if yeah. they did that and she wrote down clothing in her handwriting and signed it, then it's her fault because she would have to prove that they told her to do that. And boy, good luck. This stinks. Yep. Because they're saying it doesn't matter that we lost the package. You shouldn't have. We weren't. This is we don't ship them anyway. Well, it would have been okay for you to have lost them if it was clothing. Right. Like, that would have been okay. <laughs> well, we, I think we all know packages get lost. You know, sometimes sure. sometimes that happens. You move enough stuff, and you're going to lose something. Um, you know, something is going to end up where it's not supposed to be. So that, that offer – well, here's another piece of the story that I think could turn things as well, is that after she complained and after UPS lost the package, they sent her a check – for $135 to compensate for the lost package. Mm-hmm. So um, if they did that after they knew that she had shipped something that by their rules she wasn't supposed to ship, and they com- she's not cashing the check, and I know yeah. why. Because if you cash the check, well, they offered you compensation. You accepted, accepted. it. We're done. Yep. So she's not cashing the check. But just by offering the compensation... UPS is admitting that they did the wrong thing, even though she ostensibly broke the rules. So that may put them in some jeopardy here as well. I I don't know how this one's going to come out. But, well, but I'm sure what they're saying is you wrote clothing on the box. And our, the way we figure it is we lost clothing. We lost Right, $135 worth of, you know, jeans and T-shirts or whatever. So that's what we'll give you in compensation for. Yeah, you're right. That could be. How they came to the figure of one hundred thirty-five dollars, I'm I'm curious. Um, unless they just have, they must have a standard, yeah, uh, payment like per weight or something. If they don't have a value of it, that could be. 
But yeah, uh, I, g- given my experience with that business and shipping things, <laughs> uh, I can tell you it hasn't always gone well. And and there's a reason why I always buy up the insurance as much as you possibly can. I wonder why UPS doesn't ship human remains. It's such a weird thing to say well, out loud. No, no. You know, it, it, as a matter of <laughs> fact, on that front, my first thought was, okay, if UPS doesn't, who does? Right. So, How do you do it? Must. Yeah. If you, um, I mean, other, and if somebody doesn't, I can't think what the company is called where you, you, um, it's kind of like the Uber, but for couriers, like there's, there's a website that you can go to. I cannot for the life of me think of what it is. Somebody will know. Okay. But you go on and let's say you need to ship, um, a piano from Los Angeles to Kansas city and you don't want to pay UPS or whatever to ship it. There's a person that says, I'm going from Los Angeles to Kansas City. And then they do, they pick up packages anywhere on that route to make it worth doing that drive. That makes sense. It's a complicated way of explaining it, but you're just, you're driving around and you're picking up stuff along the way. Other than that, I don't know how you ship them. Um, Believe it or not, (laughs) if UPS doesn't, and it appears they don't, ship cremains, the United States Postal Service will. Okay, so what's the difference? Why won't UPS? Yeah, it may just be they don't want the liability. Where the United States Postal Service is kind of contractually obligated to ship anything. I mean, they don't do explosives and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, anything that's not going to be hazardous, biohazard, explosive hazard, or whatever, generally they will. But, yeah, you have to ship them Priority Mail Express. Well, so and so that we can track it. Yep. I mean, I thought UPS was going to say the reason... The only time, the reason you can't lie about it is that if we know it's human remains, we put special tracking on it so that we don't lose it. Right. Um, and UPS does track every package where the Postal Service doesn't. If you okay. don't if you don't get up to the, uh, it's not priority. What's the next one? No, no, it is. Because there's Express. That's the one that's like next day or two day. Okay. And then there's priorities right underneath that. But if you just ship it like uh, parcel post, they don't offer tracking on that. Or, or at least you have to buy up to it. Okay. If you have thoughts here, feel free to get in. Let's go to Alan Brookside and see what he's thinking. Hey, Al. Hi. Just a couple of things. Occasionally, you refer to UPS as shipping. Actually, they're the carrier. The customer is the shipper. That's a minor point. The second point, the fact that UPS may have offered an amount to compromise is not an admission of guilt. They, you know, a number of things. A, they want to get rid of the nuisance. B, Suppose they get sued and they win the lawsuit. They have to pay their own lawyers even if they win. So they want they want to get out from under that possibility, win and pay a lot a big legal fee. So I, I don't think that the fact that somebody offered in compromise an amount less than what the person was claiming is an admission of guilt. It's just we want to get rid of this nuisance. That could be. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I've got a buddy who works at a car dealership and he says they'll do that all the time. If somebody raises enough hell, they'll, they'll fix their car for free. Yes. Um, okay. Somebody mentioned biohazard, that that's the reason. No. That's what I thought It's of. not. There's nothing that's a biohazard about cremains. Okay. I mean, they're, they're ashes, right. so there's nothing in it that's that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and it's it's actually mostly bone chips, um, but yeah, it's still there's there's nothing in there that's going to hurt anybody. And after going through, I mean, those cremation flames are thousands of degrees. I mean, mm-hmm. it's extraordinarily hot. There's not a there's not a pathogen in the world that's going to survive that. Yes, I didn't intend for us to go here next. 
but you just mentioned that the ashes have the bone fragments in them. Yeah. Um, there was story, this was on our list yesterday, we didn't get to it, about the mom that had to figure out what to do with the family cat when the kids <laughs> asked about it. Yeah. And I, I bring it up because it's, it, it, it's a weird case of like, do you think mom did the right thing? This is not a scary mommy, I think. What did she do? Um, I need to pull up the story again. Why don't we take a break and we'll okay. get to the story coming up here. Um, but see if you agree with what mom did when the kids asked to see the remains of the cat. Because they asked and she showed it. We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. Okay, this was out of Scary Mommy. And the headline on this was, I completely botched our pet's death. Uh, so, cat died. The short version of the first part of the story is the family cat died. Mm -hmm. And, and there are little three kids. kids in the family. Yeah. yeah. How old are the kids? Uh, four, like, it's like four, six, and eight. Or four, eight, and ten. Something like that. And so, no big deal. The cat was getting sick. They warned the kids, hey, the cat's going to die. Cat's going to die. They did everything right. Cats got, kids got to say goodbye. Dad takes the cat to the vet. Mom stays with the kids. Ice cream, distracting movie. Everybody grieved, no big deal. Um, and she says, then it got weird when it was time to pick up the ashes from the vet. Uh, that's when it kind of brought it back up for the kids again. And the 10-year-old daughter asked if she could see the ashes. And mom hesitated. Mm -hmm. But and, said, go ahead. And then she opened the bag. And she opened the bag without looking first, which was the real big mistake in all of this, because she assumed that it was going to be like the movies. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she said, you know, a bag of gray dust, just like in every movie I've ever watched <laughs> involving ashes. Uh -huh. Friends, I was incorrect. Here's your adult content warning if you have kids in the car. The contents of our little bag contained not just dust, but many small shards of bone and teeth. Yeah. The kids flipped out, cried in horror as I slammed the bag shut and apologized. We were able to calm the kids down. I admitted I also was surprised to see teeth in the bag. <laughs> and who wouldn't be? <laughs> so she tweeted about it, of course. Yeah. And there were some mixed reactions. Do you let the kids see what's in the bag? Oh, wow. See, that's tough. And, and I can kind of understand it from her perspective because... When you have a human being cremated, and, mm -hmm. and again, sorry if this is offensive to you, but I mean, this is the way things are. They, when, when they bring the tray back out of the crematorium, they have somebody whose job it is to go through and take all of that stuff out because your teeth, some of them would survive mm -hmm. that too. So before they hand you the bag of cremains, it's usually a plastic bag inside a box uh, mm -hmm. if you're going to scatter them or it's in an urn where you'll never, ever see them because the urns are all sealed. But if they hand you it back in a box, all of that, any bigger bone fragments and teeth and things like that have already been removed. Where with pet cremation, they don't do that. They just dump it all in a bag because, they, I mean, they figure you're probably just going to bury them. Yeah. So I understand showing the kids what's in the bag because it's part of explaining death to your kids. Sure. It's part, you know, it's, it's um, quite frankly, it's, it's a good step in that process before they lose a human that's close to them and they need to understand what cremation is and what that looks like. This is a good 
step in that process. Yeah, and she even said that her her thought was if I allow her to do this, if I allow her to see it, it will bring finality to it. Mm-hmm. That, that she'll be able to better figure out, okay, yes, this is actually you know, Fluffy's final form. This is her, you know, her at rest, if you will. Not expecting to see teeth and bone fragments and things like that inside there. That's that's more of, you know, now we're getting into Saw territory. Yeah, someone said it's a bad crematorium. They yeah, did a bad job. They, they, they probably should have. Yeah, and I would assume that most of them probably do. That They'll go through the same way they do in human cremations and take the bigger stuff out. Somebody said anyone who has had a pet cremated knows this. Okay, well, anyone who hasn't doesn't. Yeah, and this may be the first time. cremated before. Exactly. That may be the first time they ever did that. She said she grew up on a farm. So animal death, whether Mm -hmm. it's pet death or farm animal death or whatever, that's just part of life. I mean, she was already there. She was already used to it. But her kids had never experienced anything like that before. I would not know that. We had cats growing up, but by the time they were old enough to die... I was living on the farm with my mom and stepdad and they were all outdoor cats at that point. And at some point I just never saw them again. Yeah. And so they, we assumed they either got hit or they got lost or eaten or something happened. Right. But and, and now the other lesson in this is even with human remains, if you think it's going to look like it looks in the movies, it does no. not. Um, the, the, the thing they actually sell bags of fake remains for what reason I have no idea, but this is a thing. And what they use is crushed up oyster shell. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. It's calcium carbonate. It's the same stuff, yeah. So, and it tends to be about the same color, but it's not ashy. It's it's not like um, fireplace ashes. It looks nothing like that. Somebody said, I work for a vet clinic. The cremains always have bone and teeth in them. There you go. Okay. Some of you were saying the opposite. They always take the bigger fragments out. Let's go to Vince and Raymore and see what he's got to add into this. Hello, Vince. Hey, uh, I just want to say that I was about 25 years or so ago. My father was cremated. And my brother and I looked in uh, in the box there and in the canister, and there were larger chunks in there. Yeah, there there probably should not have been. Um, usually, they'll go through them and, and comb through it and take some of the bigger pieces out. Yeah, I, you know, of course, this was a small town kind of yeah crematorium, so I don't know, but I mean, they weren't like large chunks, but. You could tell there was some chunks of bone and stuff in there. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, it looks like crushed up oyster shell. You'll you'll get pieces yeah, that are yeah. quarter inch, yeah. you know, something like that. All right. Thanks, Vince. All right. Take care. Thanks, Vince. Okay. On this happy note, we attempt to end the show <laughs> on a slightly better note. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about cremains for some more. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, again, it's not intended to save for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's Groundhog Day. It is. is. Is there an effort to have this animal change? into something else at some point. Well, yeah. I, I mean, first of all, every time they go through this in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, where Punxsutawney Phil is, and there's another town fairly nearby there that I can never remember the name of that does something similar with a groundhog, you'll always get PETA involved. Uh, and, they, you know, they, they don't want animals involved in anything, so they'll get all up in arms about it. But um, what the, the other sort of uh, comparison that you could make in this is that when the ball falls in New York on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. there, there are places around the country. There's one that lowers a pickle. There's one that lowers an onion. You know, it's, it's whatever your local thing okay. is. So what the folks at the New York Post did was they went around the country and found all of the other animals that are also part of these Groundhog Day celebrations. Like uh, in southwest Florida, they have a burrowing owl 
<laughs> instead of a groundhog. And they said that if the burrowing owl burrows its way out on Groundhog Day, then that signals six more weeks of winter. Uh, there's one that does something with a, a, a Penny the Squirrel, which is an albino squirrel in North Carolina. Uh, New York has Cluxitawny Henrietta the Chicken. There's a groundhog, or not a groundhog, a, uh, a hedgehog. Uh, Connecticut has Scramble the Duck. So everybody's trying to make this their own. Even Texas's Bee Cave Bob the Armadillo. Do we have anything here that's animal specific? Not, to- not that I know of so far. We should pick one. What, has anything escaped recently <laughs> <laughs> that, that we could pick? Any big snakes on the loose? Uh, Any? Well, have we had a mountain lion sighting in a while? It's been a couple of years, but we did have that black bear that everybody was following through town. Yeah, has the zoo had any mishaps lately <laughs> that we can that we can say? Here's he comes out let's, for Groundhog Day. Let's call him and ask him. Hey, you guys missing any animals? Uh, <laughs> oh, there's even a, there's a beaver too. Oregon has this stump town Phil the beaver. Phil the Beaver? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, Stumptown Phil. He's at the... Uh, oh, Phil. I thought you meant F-I-L-L. Got it. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. P-H-I-L. Well, actually, his is spelled F-I-L. It's short for Philbert. So, yeah, he's been making predictions from his home at the Oregon Zoo. Um, yeah, everybody seems to have their own animal. We we need to pick one. I mean, we now have armadillos here. We can sure. have an armadillo. Yeah. What time does this happen usually in Pennsylvania? Uh, it's usually morning. Okay. Like 9 o'clock well, Eastern time, I think. Okay, we'll wait and see uh, what the result of that is. And I have that tomorrow. That does it for us for the day. Dana Park's coming up. Be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.